Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode six of Side Pitch. I'm your host, Callan Swain, and you're listening to the podcast from the current creators of the world to the future creators of the world. That's you. As we've mentioned many times throughout these first six episodes, this is a very weird time in the world. Regardless of where you are in the world, what country you live in, what state you live in, things have been weird. Not only has the economy been affected, but even our day-to-day lives. From seeing family and friends to even being able to get your errands done within a reasonable amount of time. So the question that has come up a lot is what are you doing to keep yourself busy and motivated? And today we have a guest who talks exactly about her quarantine hobby that has turned into a bit of a business. Her name is Sonia and she's from the Netherlands. Before quarantine, she would really just cook to feed herself. As she said, I just want to be able to make a decent meal. But as quarantine went on, she decided, what if I start posting these photos? You know, have a little bit of fun with it. And then she saw within the past three months, she gained upwards of 3,000 followers of people who really enjoyed what she was posting. So this side pitch episode is a little bit different because Sonia will not refer to this as a business, even though she does have a following, a large following, and it's continuing to grow. She has a lot of influence. It's actually quite funny because the day after this interview, I saw that a tea company, a really good tea company, one that I really love to drink, reached out to Sonia and said, hey, you have 5,000 followers. We want to sponsor you and do a giveaway. So this story differs a bit because past guests, they've had well thought out business plans. They've had a goal in mind. But for Sonia, she's just doing this for fun. And it's actually snowballing into something really amazing. So although Sonia isn't sharing groundbreaking business tips, The beauty in her story is that she's 100% relatable, just like you and me decided to start posting pictures of cooking and became really successful. Let's hear what she has to say. Hello. Hey, are you on? Hey. (laughs) Okay, good. Today we have an amazing guest with us. It is one of my colleagues that I've met recently since I moved here to London. And I had no idea that, that you were a cook in any way until all of a sudden I saw someone liking something on my my side pitch Instagram page and I was like who's this amazing cook thank you thanks for having me yeah so we work together at Expedia I uh, I've been with Expedia for about two years now just over two years and I'm originally from the Netherlands I've lived in London for six years in March it was six years before that I was working in hospitality that's sort of my background so I went to hospitality school in the Netherlands I've always worked in hotels I also worked in hotels here in London And then I decided to make the switch to Expedia. So it's still related to the travel industry, which I love, uh, but not actually working in hotels, um, which is a great, honestly, it's a a great change. I'm not going to go back ever. Uh, Just having regular hours and, you know, just a stable life is great. And Expedia is a wonderful company, as you know. So I didn't really know that there were hospitality degrees before I joined Expedia. Mm. And then I didn't realize how big they were in in Europe. I know there's a lot of really, really prestigious hospitality schools. What were some of your classes in hospitality school? It's actually quite cool because the first year was probably the best. You know, you live on campus, first of all, which is not very common in the Netherlands. Hospitality school is one of the fewer ones that does that. And the first year you have some cooking classes. It's not not that much it's really like basics but you also have wine you know like wine course and spirits and this kind of stuff so it's really that was really fun and then you know the further you progress in the studies then it's less practical and it gets more you know the boring stuff um but it i mean it's it's definitely really big i know it's really big in europe and and in the netherlands it's really big as well like we have a couple of really good ones 
yeah and it's a very popular course so yeah so that's quite cool take cooking classes or uh, I mean I guess what do you call like culinary classes in hospitality yes wow yeah I don't think that that that's where my sort of interest came from because at the time it was just fun because we were making food and then you get to you get to eat it afterwards so that was just fun but yeah we did (laughs) I mean I guess I have like a hospitality background right so yeah see it's so funny I'm I was really excited to to interview you because I am not a good cook Uh, (laughs) isolation has made me have like to try and teach myself um how to cook and so I I kind of want to hear your background and where your love from from cooking came from. I actually find that really hard to answer because I'm not quite sure. It's it's one of those things that, you know, you just do because you have to, you know, you have to cook for yourself or like most of the time at least eat somewhat healthy. Um, and actually the first couple of years in London, I rarely cooked really because I was working at the hotel and um, you're working long hours and all kind different times of the day. So often enough, I wouldn't even have dinner at home. Uh, I would just eat at the hotel or I would stay around a bit longer and then eat there. And then really, since I started at Expedia, is when I had a normal nine to five life and I would come home after work and start cooking. And I think I've always sort of enjoyed cooking. I just never really thought of, you know, doing anything with it or like anything more because I started having more time to cook that I started experimenting a little bit more. And then I realized I actually really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah, It just sort of gradually grew. So Sonia has an amazing Instagram page. It's identified as a personal blog of all of these different types of recipes for different types of foods from all over the world. Also drinks, which I love. You just made an awesome one where it was like yogurt bark with nuts, I think. Yeah. Is that the one you just posted? How did you come up with the name Sunny Side Up? The Sony part comes from my name. So at home, people usually call me Sony, but my sister always always calls me Sony, and she spells it like that as well. Um, and at first, when I first started posting pictures, I just had my own name. But then I thought it's it's anyway fun to make some sort of reference to cooking. So I was thinking, what shall I change it to? And then, I don't know, somehow I just came up with this and I thought it was quite, you know, play on the sunny side up, right? But then partially my name. Uh, And I think actually the only person that calls me Sony is my sister. Um, But, and she loved it. She immediately sent me a message and she was like, I love this. This name is, is great. So yeah, that's where I came from. It was so good. Yes. (laughs) So how do you usually choose which recipes you, that you make? I literally just go by what I like and okay. what I want to eat. Like you won't find anything there that I don't like. So sometimes I I maybe want to try something because I've seen a certain ingredient and I want to try it. Mostly I just get my ideas from like I have a lot of cookbooks uh, and just other Uh, Instagram pages as well a lot and then there's a couple of other actual blogs that I look at chefs that I like people that have cookbooks that I like and whenever I see something I like like in a book I'll just note the page or if I see it somewhere on Instagram or like a website or something I just save it and then go back to it later and I just basically cook it so that I will eat it later you know or like well before lockdown maybe share it with people but now it's mainly me eating it (laughs) (laughs) something else that we had kind of talked about off the microphone was how impressive your following is when I started following you 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 were about I think you had like 2,000 followers and I was like this is awesome like this is still really impressive and then within a month you had started getting a thousand followers per month and I just wanted to ask how did you you do that 
to be honest, I'm not really sure how it went so quickly because when I first started posting, uh, I had very like I had an, an Instagram account that I never used, so I had maybe about 200 people following me because those are people I actually know. Um, and then I just sort of started and then gradually you get more and then you post and, you know, you use things like hashtags and, you know, you use your stories and stuff to sort of increase your audience. And then it just started growing quicker and quicker. And, you know, once you get like a certain number of followers, your reach just gets bigger and more people are able to find you. It was just about a month ago that I had 4,000 followers. And then just today, like we just discussed today, I reached 5,000. So it's going really fast. I'm quite. So why do you think people are, are liking what you're posting? I mean, I know I do, but it's always interesting that businesses or side projects that snowball into something bigger without actually putting together a marketing plan. Personally, I think it's because it's quite relatable because I don't do anything fancy or difficult. I don't have any professional special tools or something. It's all basic home cooking, just ingredients that you can get in, in every shop around. Like you don't have to go to some specialty place to get it and I also always post the recipe because when I first started doing this I didn't and then I realized that when I look at other people's accounts and I look at something I like and I want to make it myself and they don't have the recipe I'm like oh well then you know never mind I'll just look it up somewhere else right so I think sometimes I get random people saying that they've tried the recipe which it may not be my recipe, but I've just posted it and I've posted all the steps and ingredients so then you can replicate it yourself. I think it's just more relatable. Do you think that if your following continues to grow that you would maybe start taking on sponsorships or something like that? Or what is your goal for your personal blog? At this moment, I'm not sure. You know, I don't think it's big enough to really say, okay, this is going to become like an actual business and and I think also because I don't actually develop any of the recipes myself so I usually get it from somewhere else and I'll credit wherever I get it from I think a lot of people that have very successful blogs they go into making cookbooks and that kind of stuff but in order to do that you need to be able to create your recipes yourself which I don't do so at the moment I'm quite happy the way it is. And now in lockdown, it's great because we don't have an awful lot that we can do. And I yeah. just enjoy doing this. But maybe, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what the future might hold? But at the moment, I think I'm quite happy. I think it's interesting creating content that you like. And you're a living testament of that, that all of these people from around the world want to know what you're cooking. Yeah. Do you cook any traditional Dutch dishes? Not really, because our food is not very good. I think I have one, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this if there are Dutch people listening, but we're not exactly known for, for our food. Um, I'm sure you can't think of anything that is Dutch. Most people yeah. can't. So I think I have one recipe on there. And one time I got a message on my Instagram from somebody who asked, she wanted to make a traditional Dutch recipe for, I think it was like her partner or something to celebrate anniversary. Um, and there, there's this one thing which is, and it's really not very good. It's mashed potatoes mixed in with vegetables, and then you have like some meat on the side, and we call it stampot. Okay. It's nice, but I wouldn't. I made it once and I posted the picture, but it's not not something that I would do on a regular basis or like cook at all on a regular basis. And we don't really have a lot of good food, so no, <laughs> I don't really mm. cook any Dutch food. <laughs> 
yeah i'm trying to think of any i think it's mostly like bakery items right like don't aren't like dutch bakeries mm. no yeah we have like the pancakes and stuff like the little ones oh, you may yep, have seen yep, them yep. like you can get them in like food markets and stuff like the little pancakes like that kind of stuff oh. i don't know like i feel like most dutch food is not even really dutch it's like a mix of something else or we took it from another country so, so yeah what, what's been your favorite part about um kind of creating sony side up i think what i really like is when people when people actually use the stuff that i put up and then make it themselves like just today actually this lady i don't even know where where in the world she is but this recipe i put up like two days ago which was this uh cod with coconut sauce and then she sent me a message to say that she tried it and i said oh did you take a picture of it and then she posted it and it's just like it's just really small but i really like it when people actually like it that much that they immediately get inspired and they make it like she literally made it the same day that you know like i feel like now i've reached a point where my account is big enough that people actually do that and it's really nice and also some of the like one of the people from expedia she's already made two of my recipes and posted it so that's just really nice like that's that makes me very happy that people actually really like it Expedia's mission statement is to bring the world within reach <laughs> and i feel like that's kind of what yeah. you're doing too like you're i guess so on like a smaller scale but I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I guess you're right. Um, so then what's been your favorite dish that you have ever made? Oh, that is very difficult. I know it's I a very know. simple question. Or, or you can give me like the top five, maybe. That is, that's actually really difficult because I like, I make constantly different things, you know, like before I would always cook something kind of similar things all the time, but now I just really try to make different things. Let me think, what did I really like? I like everything that has cheese in it. So I made this pizza thing with camembert and nectarines, which was really good. That's something that comes to mind. Oh, and then last week, you know, when it was really hot, I made this cold cucumber soup. That was really good. It was just perfect because it was really hot. Have you ever had a complete fail? oh god yes of course i just don't really post it <laughs> so i made sushi not long ago which i've done before but this time i actually you know made it look nice and then i found this recipe for sushi using quinoa and i thought okay well that's good i like quinoa and it's very healthy and it's you know i like adding lots of vegetables in my meal and quinoa has a lot of good things so i tried that and it was an absolute disaster because and I want to try it again because I'm also, you know, I'm very determined to make it work because I know that there are people that can make it work. But basically, it just fell apart completely because it, well, I couldn't make it sticky enough. Like the reason that a sushi roll rolls is because the rice is super sticky. Uh, and somehow I couldn't get the, like I followed the recipe, but I couldn't get the quinoa sticky enough. So it was an absolute failure. The taste was fine. Like it was good, but it just yeah. looked horrendous because it fell, it fell apart entirely. So yeah. That is why I'm not good at cooking because I don't have the patience. After something fails, I usually, I don't know, I, I step away and I'm like, okay, deliver. Right. What makes <laughs> you continue to go back even after failures? I think that's just part of my personality as well, to be honest, because I'm I'm quite competitive and I'm also like, I don't like to give up. So if I decide I'm going to do something, then I want to do it and I'll somehow make it work. So I'll probably will try this quinoa recipe again. Maybe not yet, but I will. Um, 
And I think what you say though about if you fail, like it doesn't mean that just because it doesn't look good, it doesn't taste good. These, right. The rolls, I still ate them and they were fine. Uh, it just didn't look the way I wanted them to. Do you do you prefer baking or or cooking? Oh God, no! I find baking very difficult. Mm-hmm. The thing with baking is that you really need to follow the recipe very. Um, very clearly actually another filler i had was this banana bread i made recently and i make banana breads a lot but this time i put too much because i always use yogurt for it and i put too much yogurt in it's just really dense yes. and yeah. it doesn't cook properly yeah because i'm really bad at following recipes basically like i see a recipe and i use it as a inspiration or like a guideline of what i want to do um but I don't like following it step by step. And I think if you are a baker, unless you're really that good that you can, you know, m- you know, do the measures yourself and know exactly how much you need, which I don't. So uh, yeah. when I bake, it's super simple. Like I really do banana bread and lemon cake and really basic Ooh, stuff. I love a good lemon poppy seed cake. Yes, me too. Lemon cake is my favorite. So for people who are beginner bakers, what would be a good kind of, I guess, maybe cookbook or place that they could go to start with beginner recipes? For baking? For for cooking. Um, What I use a lot actually is um, an app on your phone or I have it on my iPad is the BBC Good Food and they have everything and Mm -hmm. it's really simple. So I actually use that one quite a lot. Let me think what else. I have a couple of cookbooks that I really like. Um, But I think with those apps, it's just really easy. You know, you can just enter an ingredient that you have and then it just gives you recipe ideas rather than having to flip through the pages of a book. That's really cool. So I actually, yeah, I use that one really quite a lot or even just for inspiration. Like I'll go to the BBC app and then I just check for an ingredient that I want to use and then look for inspiration. So I think that's a pretty good place to start because it's really big and they have so many things and they are all proper recipes that are tested. They also have comments sections. So then there are sometimes people that give like suggestions of what they've tried or you know, something that worked for them or didn't work for them. So I think that's quite a good place to start if you have no idea what to do, really. Your Instagram looks, it looks like it's fine dining from my perspective. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess just the way, you know, if you make it look nice, you can make it look like, because people do say that sometimes, like it looks really complex, but it really isn't. Like oh, often enough, it's just a couple of steps. It's it's quite. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> crushing it. I know you also said so earlier just kind of going back to how you've been able to get so much traction on your Instagram um, so your photography is really really impressive Thank and you, you said earlier that you had a, like a tripod like what, what were the tools that you bought in order to well I only bought the tripod very recently because sometimes I make things and I need both hands for example I recently made these empanadas and I was like filming how to close them so I had to do it with one hand uh, which was quite challenging. I was thinking if I get the tripod, then at least for some things I can use both hands while filming it. But that I only recently got that. And I don't have any other tools. I know a lot of people have like all these tools and things and like boards sort of that you put on the on your table or to make it look like you're in some sort of rustic area. Mm. I just use my dining table and I use my <laughs> phone and that's it really. Like I, did, and I didn't buy any special tools for it. It looks amazing. (laughs) Do you use a lot of hashtags as well? Yeah, I do. I do use it quite a lot because I really feel like it helps to reach more people because I 
follow a couple of hashtags myself so they also come up on my page and that's how sometimes I find other people I do think that it helps um, a lot and I think even I think like really big accounts don't use it but people that are like probably about similar sizes as my account is they also do like it's fairly common I think yeah. it just really helps to to reach more people that are looking for the same thing yeah most definitely and I yeah I feel like your your photos are very eye-catching like they take you to a place yeah it looks like you're cooking in the French countryside almost <laughs> which is uh, very yeah, good for people who are thinking about starting their own possible personal blog I know mm -hmm. a lot of times personal blogging to people usually means writing a an actual blog so what would be your your advice to them I think you just need to do it like you just need to get going just start and you know see how it goes you know you're not going to have thousands of followers in a day and you're probably your first post is not going to have so much engagement but it'll it'll come just have a, an idea of what you want to do really you know decide because it can be anything like i obviously have food but it can you know it can be about anything that you are interested in so your first guest bailey have really uh, resonated with her on that like you just need to post something that you like and then you will get sort of the inspiration and drive to do it and then you just need to get started really and not really be too bothered by the fact that you know other people might not like it or you're not getting as many followers as you had hoped like it'll come eventually and if it's something that you're passionate about you know eventually it'll sort of flow through and other people will see it too do you do any paid marketing on instagram no as long as this is just a you know like a hobby right i'm not making any money off of this and that's not my aim so i'm not interested in paying money to get more followers because that's not the reason why I'm doing this. I'm just doing this because I like it and not because I want to become like this massive account. I think it works for like big companies, you know, like, um, yeah. yeah, like an actual company that's selling stuff that works. But I think for someone like me, it's not worth it. I think, you know, as you, you might want to like, you know, make your, your podcast and your account grow a little bit naturally first and I think once it sort of sets off it's probably good because then you start to reach more people and I think you know for your uh you, your thing as well it you know it really helps the more people you get right then you can grow right. further and then if it if it eventually becomes sort of big enough and maybe eventually you'll make money off of it then it's definitely worth it but for me I find that at this point it's just it is tempting I agree <laughs> uh yeah but I don't know I just decided for myself like I'm not going to spend any money on on this like apart from you know obviously the stuff that I buy to cook but that's right also my food right but I'm not I'm not spending money on something that is not generating money you other people had really good point previous guests saying if you do push yourself to make something revenue generating then it kind of pushes your boundaries which I think is great if you do want to create a business exactly and I do agree with that I think if you're aiming for this to be eventually something that is going to make money and that you can sort of grow out to like a business then absolutely but if it's just something to keep yourself busy and you just like doing it then I think it's not it's not worth it you need to sort of weigh out the the benefits for some accounts it might be worth it but do you ever have people that send recipes to you saying could you make this and tell me how it goes no I would love it if people do that but no 
Oh, I'm going to find some because there's some that I'm always like, I would love to yes. make this, but I'm afraid it's going to fail. So, okay. Okay. Please perfect. do. Yes. I'll, I'll hold you. So for people who've heard your story and are inspired, how can they find you? So my Instagram is called sony.side.up at, well, at sony.side.up. And, and then I also created a Gmail account, which is Sonia sound side up Sonia side up at gmail.com and you can just message me there (laughs) and there she is Sonia side up which I definitely got wrong when I asked her the question I said Sonia side up as I said earlier the beauty of the story is that Sonia is doing this because it makes her happy sometimes your side pitches or your side projects or your side hustles whatever you want to call it do not have to be revenue generating as you heard we both agree Beauty really can come out of pushing yourself to make a project revenue generating. But if you're not ready for that yet, just do what makes you happy. Sonia gets joy and fulfillment out of giving people recipes all over the world and helping them create something beautiful, which may be the thing that keeps them going during the quarantine. One amazing quote that I found from Forbes is, There is no downside to a side hustle. There are only benefits to building more than one source of income. Well, that being said, that concludes episode six. You can listen to Side Pitch anywhere that podcasts are streamed, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Side Pitch Podcast, along with visiting our website, www.sidepitchpodcast.com, where you can find all of the audio transcriptions of each episode. Thank you so much, and see you next week. We're coming, coming for you.